Welcome to King's Touch Church Podcast. We're so glad you're here. And wherever you're listening from, we believe God's word will impact your everyday life. I want to talk today to us about the gift of God. I want to speak to us about the gift of God. The gift that is in you. The gift of God. So I'm going to start by defining uh, what a gift is. Because when we say uh, a gift, uh, many people are quickly to remove themselves and think, okay, they're talking about Pastor Sierra, Pastor Dennis, Pastor Nora, Pastor Fred. You know, they're talking about that. But I am not talking to the pastors. I am talking to the church as a whole. So if you're listening to me, I am talking to you. And if you're not hearing me, I speak, I command your ears to open in Jesus' mighty name. Uh, that's by the anointing. Glory to God. Yeah, it's not arrogance, it's just confidence. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Uh, and, I'm, and by the way, I'm not him higher. Glory to God. <laughs> you know, no, <clears throat> that was not in a bad way. Um, uh, we were with Pastor Dennis and he has, he has so many jokes, you know. So Pastor Nema's husband is, is, uh, is, is Amhaya. So he was there with his brother and the brother began to speak and Pastor Dennis said, surely you're Amhaya, you know. And we're just joking and having fun in the Lord. And so the brother started, you know, giving us some of their jokes with the aunties and the uncles and the father. And we, he, he told us how his father is and we said, surely he's Amhaya. And so, um, uh, then I said that, but, uh, but he doesn't look like him high. So then he said, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so Pastor Dennis said, you will know who a higher is. He said, when he's smart and you tell him you're smart, he said, I'll genuine jana. So it's, it's, it's all all right. It's all, it's, it's all all right in the house of God. I, uh, they are my neighbors on the other side. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So that's a joke. Please just take it solemnly as a joke. Please don't say the pastor is tribalistic and all that. No, that is just a joke. Amen. It's just a joke. Hallelujah. It's, it's all right to laugh in the house of God. All right. Glory to God. Some of you sometimes look like you chewed chloroquine. Just don't want to laugh in the house of God, but it's all right. Amen. Praise the Lord. All right. We're talking about the gift. We're talking about the gift. And so um, uh, the, the gift or a gift is uh, a power or the ability that is bestowed naturally or supernaturally uh, freely by the act of God's grace for the purpose of serving God. Uh, the second, I would say, is a gift or the spiritual gift is a special divine empowerment uh, bestowed on each believer by the Holy Spirit to accomplish a particular ministry God's way according to his grace. A gift is an endowment or extraordinary power given by the Holy Spirit. Uh, it's a spiritual, uh, it's, it's supernatural graces given to believers in Christ to fulfill the mission of the church. It is that extraordinary grace that is given to individuals for the good of others. These are abilities that are often termed as charismatic or charismatic gifts. Uh, and these gifts are freely given. The word charisma, we get that word from the word charis, which simply means grace. It is uh, freely given by God uh, to for the common good of all. It is, it is not earned. It is not merited. All you do is discover what God has placed on the inside of you. You don't create it. You discover it. And so, uh, God gives it to everybody freely. And uh, there is no such a thing as a believer who is not gifted. Every believer is gifted, whether they know the gift they have or they don't. Every believer is gifted. That's good news because that tells me I'm looking at a very gifted church. I'm looking at a place that is full of people that have different gifts. And uh, I'm going to try to provoke you to, to stir up the gift of God that is on the inside of you. As a matter of fact, the Bible says, stir up the gift of God that is on the inside of you. 
Paul speaking to Timothy. He says, stir up the gift of God that is on the inside of you. That reminds me of a cup of tea. When if you get a cup of tea and you, you for those of you who love tea, like I, I do, I'm guilty as charged. Uh, uh, so when you when you put tea in a cup, you love it with a certain flavor. But uh, most definitely, most of us prefer it with sugar. And so if you put sugar in a cup of tea, and uh, you take that, you take it, and then you go like, mm, because you feel like there's something missing, because it was, there was sugar in it, but what happened is that you didn't take the spoon to stir it up. So you don't need to pour the tea out and make another cup of tea. What you need to do is to get that piece of steel called a spoon and begin to stir up that cup. And uh, what will happen is that the sugar will begin to react with the water and it will just saturate in there and it will give flavor to the taste, to the tea, to give it taste, a sweet taste. And so when the Bible says, tear up the gift, that means that there is a concentration of something that God put deep on the inside of you. And when you begin to stir it up, something begins to happen and it begins to marinate and permeate, permeate through uh, your spirit and manifest to the visible world. And so you need to take some time and pray and stir up what you have on the inside of you. Paul also told Timothy, he said, I put you in remembrance or I remind you. In other words, this is important. You don't need to forget it. Uh, to never, they said, do not neglect the gift of God uh, uh, that is in you, that was given to you by prophecy. He said, do not neglect Neglect is knowing and not doing what you know. You know you have it, but you don't really do it. You don't, you don't give yourself the extra push, the extra room. The gift was given freely, but it, it takes understanding of it for you to begin to manifest it. Somebody say amen. amen. Glory to God. And so, um, uh, and with that understanding, therefore, you understand, uh, that the gifts that God has are many. As a matter of fact, they're not all the gifts are stated in the Bible. Why do I say that? Because there are as many gifts as there are problems in the body of Christ. Glory to God. Any problem that you will ever encounter needs a particular gift from somebody that will answer to that gift. If there is a problem, there is a gift that God gave to handle that problem. So problems ought not to overwhelm us. Problems ought to find the right person. That is why when uh, the king of Syria sent Naaman, uh, no, sent uh, his army commander, yeah, to go to the king of Jerusalem, of Israel, and to heal him of the leprosy, the king was so offended, he tore his clothes and said, look how this fellow such as a fight with me. And then when Elijah, when Elijah had the, uh, the news, when he had the news, when Elijah had the news, he was so, he was so intrigued and he said, why did they not bring that man to me that they may know that there is a prophet in Israel? Because the disease of the man was not subject to the kingly anointing. It was subject to the prophetic anointing because God brought healing to people's bodies through the prophetic grace and not through the kingly anointing. So simply because your gift cannot, uh, 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 it cannot answer to a certain problem. It doesn't mean that that problem has no answer. What you need to do is find somebody that has the gift that can answer to that problem. And you will see an awesome happening. You are, many of you here have graces that could answer to a problem in this house, in this city, and in this nation. Therefore, do not walk away from your gift. Do not shy away from your gift. You begin to stand with your gift, and something will begin to happen. These abilities, I said, are often termed as charismatic gifts. Now, the Bible names some of them, and that is the word of uh wisdom the word of knowledge the gift of faith the gift of gifts of healings miracles prophecy discernment of spirits diverse tongues diverse kinds of tongues interpretation of tongues these are not just gifts that are given to the fivefold ministry these are gifts that are actually given to every member of the body of Christ just because uh, you prophesy doesn't mean you're a prophet okay but 
by the Spirit of God, you can prophesy. By the Spirit of God, you can lay hands on the sick and they can recover. He said, these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name, they shall cast out devils. They shall lay hands on the sick and the sick shall recover. There are graces and gifts that are given to ordinary believers. And I don't know if there is any such a thing like an ordinary believer. But for the presentation, I believe you understand me. That uh, every one of you here has a particular grace or gift. And you can display the grace of God when it is necessary. Now, you've course, of course, you have to begin to uh, uh, develop it. You have to begin to develop it in terms of knowledge, in terms of understanding, in terms of wisdom. Wisdom. If you don't study about a certain gift, you cannot have it. And probably even the books you read could begin to tell you a little bit about the gifts because you begin to be attracted to, to listen to people or to read books that are in the area of your gift. Glory to God. So there are other gifts in terms of those are gifts we have in terms of, uh, you know, uh, what we have on the inside of us. But there are other gifts in terms of personalities. There, the, there is the office of the apostle, the prophet, the teacher, the pastor, the evangelist. Uh, uh, those are all gifts to the body of Christ. So not only do I have a gift, I am a gift. Uh, I, I didn't, I didn't, I, I, that's what the Bible says. Not only does Pastor Sia have a gift, she is the gift. Glory to God. And so those are given to particular people that have been called by the Holy Spirit into the ministry. You can't call yourself, okay? You can't decide today I want to be an apostle, or today I want to be a pastor, or today I want to be a prophet. You can't decide. You've got to be called by the Holy Spirit. It is by calling. You know, it is an election by calling. God calls you. That is how it is. You might discover it later, but that's how you are born. You are born with the gift. Uh, you, the discovery might be earlier or later, but you you are born as a gift, glory to God, in the fivefold. Uh, but there are also <clears throat> other gifts in terms of um, uh, gifts of help, uh, miracles, uh, 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 exhortation, giving, government, that, that's leadership abilities, administrations. Uh, uh, the gift of mercy is a gift. There are people who God has given the grace to just simply be merciful. It is not that the rest of us are not to be merciful, but these ones have like an overflow, a double dose of, of, of being merciful, you know. Uh, most of the people that should be nurses should be having the gift of mercy. Unfortunately, there are many people who are nurses simply because they went to school. And they don't have the gift of mercy uh, to support it. That's why you, sometimes you go to the hospital and you find a nurse who is so rude and so nasty. That was a nurse because she had the brain for it, not because she had the gift for it. You don't only need to have the brain for it, you need to have the gift for it because a nurse is supposed to be a caretaker by nature, a natural, somebody who looks onto the suffering of people and has compassion to help them, not just somebody who you know, uh, jeers at them and, 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 and kicks them. It's, it's the abuse of office. Unfortunately, we only think that the only people who abuse offices are the past and the teachers, those who are not using their gift right. Yes, there are doctors too and nurses and leaders who as well abuse their gift. But that is not our calling and that's not the subject for today. We're simply looking at the order that God wants us to have and to embrace today. Glory to God. As a church, we need to understand our giftedness so that our relevance can be seen to all. Without the gift manifesting, your relevance is not seen. Your gift is valid. And one of the ways God makes you relevant as a church, as an individual, is to help you to understand your gift. So when it comes to gifts as a church, we must pursue our gifts, you know, with uh, all diligence. Uh, uh, we must understand it as a person you need to commit yourself to understanding the gift that God has given unto you. Uh, the, the Bible says that these uh, their, their purpose is to build up the entire church and equip it for the work of service. The Bible does tell us about the, the gifts I have uh, read to you. First uh, Corinthians chapter 12, Romans chapter 12, Ephesians chapter 4, and First Peter chapter 4. If you look into those scriptures, you will find the supporting scriptures to what I just said. It is given to us to, to for the perfecting of the sense. That word 
perfecting the, the saints by the way are you uh, the saints are not just those who went to be with the lord no the saints are you the ones who are living right here you are saints glory the bible calls you saints glory to god glory to god Amen. And so the saints, uh, uh, it says for the perfecting of the saints, that word to perfect simply means to bring to maturity or to cause to grow to a place where you are mature. The certain things that maturity helps you with, you, you cease to be a child. Paul said that when I was a child, I spoke as a child, I did things as a child, but when I, I grew up, I, I stopped all the childish behavior. And this is why the word of God needs to be taught and and the people need to categorically hear the word of God profoundly and carefully so that they can begin to grow. Glory to God. It is, it is not fun to pastor a church that refuses to grow, always walloping in their childhood stage of life, never moving from there. No doubt there will always be immature believers because as long as the body is doing its work, there will always be those who are giving their lives to God, to Jesus and coming to church. And the work of the fivefold ministry is to empower, to help those people to come to a realization of who they are in Christ and who Christ is in them. Am I talking to somebody? And therefore there has to be a testimony that you're growing in the house of God. It is not, it is no service to anyone if you come to church. You've been here for three years and you have not moved on from your childhood. You're still walloping in your childhood. You come to church and you run away because you don't want to meet anybody and you don't want to serve in any capacity you're still a child but our work is to bring you to a place where you begin to rub shoulders with everybody because the bible says as iron sharpens iron so a man sharpens the countenance of his friend that means you'll be made better when you begin to uh, um, uh, fellowship with other believers. That's why the Bible says that do not give up the habit of meeting together as some have done. That means that God grows you when we are together. When we are together, there are corporate graces anointings uh, and gifts that God releases into the body. When we are together, there are people who offend you so that your heart can be revealed so that we can help you. So even the offenders are rightly placed in the house of God. Some of you get offended by somebody and then you run and then you say that church is not a good church. The church is not Pastor Sears church. The church is not Pastor Fred's church. Jesus is the head of the church. We are stewards of the manifold grace of God and the manifold wisdom of God. So, so, so if somebody hurt you, bring it to the right platform. Number one, if they hurt you, take it to God, take it to God and bring it to the pastors and don't begin to judge, you run out and the very place where God put your blessing, you run out and you begin to point fingers and to accuse and say that church, they're like this and that, they're like this and that church, they're like this and they're like this. Do you know what the Lord said about his church? He said, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So the moment you, you, you turn around and change and become an enemy to the church, you will be judged because he said he will build his church and the gates of hell. Well, you are a believer, but you're operating more nearer to the gate of hell than the gate of the church. And you will not prevail if you do that. I'm just helping somebody here. I'm just... Just helping somebody here. Uh, glory to God. So it is to edify the body of Christ till we all come to the unity of the faith. That means that with your gift, you are, your gift is not supposed to divide the body. Your gift is supposed to build unity, the unity of the faith in the body. I know of people who got so gifted and they were lifted. They got proud. And when they got proud, they felt like I'm, I'm bigger than the pastor right now. I can tell the pastor what to do. You know, you, 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 you need to understand uh, that the pastor was put there, not because the pastor was the best of the best. The pastor was put there by God's calling and by God's choice. God saw you, uh, but God chose that very one. Glory to God. It is not that God didn't know that you're there, uh, but God overlooked. He skipped you and he picked somebody else. So uh, don't be jealous. It's just the choice of God. Glory to Jesus. Um, I'm doing better than you're saying amen today, but it's all right. I'll preach to myself. I'm used to that these days. I'll preach to myself. And so with your gift, you're not supposed to uh, uh, divide the church and start gathering people and say, 
e, mchungaji unamuonaje sikuiza na ubiri vita ambavyo hatuvielewi unamuonaje mchungaji a, mimi simsidhani kama napokea sikuizi kutoka kwa mchungaji nadhani sijui kama inabidi tumsikilize mchungaji leo you, you know you begin to bring your own cocoon and your own club of people and you begin to turn them away from the ways of Christ and from the protocol that has been placed there by the Holy Spirit and you are becoming an enemy never become a prayer request glory to god never become a prayer request and keep away from anybody you hear who begins to tell you about uh, i don't i don't i don't know what's happening with the church with the pastor these days I, i don't know what's happening with our church these days from such the bible says he says beware of dogs beware of the concision beware of evil workers those are not people who build we don't build anything by negativity we don't build anything by having a negative mindset to it we build when we have a positive mindset and we're united in one purpose in one cause if we fall we fall together when we rise we rise together we need a people of commit the people who are committed to the cause of god in the house of god who do not uh, who are not opportunistic they just stay there as long as my flesh feels good i, I will stay but if you start to tickle me the wrong way i'm going to find the exit huh? you might as well find the exit but we will still be here praising the lord glory to jesus it is by those who are committed to the unity of the church that the lord begins to build his church so i i i i beseech you by the mercies of god that you stay strong and build the unity we will go through any phase that we go through glory to god anything that you think is a hindrance we will go through it because the god who called us is committed to us even in our weakness uh don't know who i'm talking to here but uh when we mature we stay the course glory to god that's why i have never denied my never denounced my family i don't walk away from my family they go through stuff but i'm still that i hold that name i still got the same name but they they go through stuff sometimes i get upset with some of them but they're still my family i still uphold uh, why don't you apply the same for the for your spiritual family you are ready to go when you're tickled <laughs> I said yesterday that uh, God has a great sense of humor when he's about to promote you he will bring someone to chokonoa you he will bring someone to offend you uh, because if you're not if you cannot handle offense you're not ready for the blessing if you cannot handle envy you're not ready for the blessing you must have the maturity to handle offense when somebody offends you you can still stay and say as long as I'm in Christ it's good is I'm good it's, it is well with me that is why before the palace uh Joseph a holy man of God had to go through the prison and he came to through Potiphar's house and before that he was in the pit uh if you can't handle the pit you can't handle the palace if you can't handle to serve in Potiphar's house you can't handle the palace you want to go to the palace you want to have a uh, 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 to have an appointment with the man in the palace you uh, you want to talk to important people but you don't want to pay the price that it takes for you to get there there is a journey a course a prescribed way through which you will pass before you get to the palace you might have to pass through the prison because the connection to the palace might just be in the prison don't know who i'm talking to but our gift is supposed to bring us to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ in other words we mature in the church by the gift of god hallelujah the bible says that's why the bible says in the first corinthians chapter 12 uh, verse 1 it says concerning spiritual gifts brethren i would not have you ignorant in other words ignorance of the spiritual gift is intolerable in the body of christ therefore all of you here must understand that you need to develop the knowing of spiritual gifts and of your gifts because you are you are irrelevant you cannot serve if you don't understand what tools you have been given to serve with your gift is a beautiful tool for you to serve uh, some of you say but but why don't i i go for these jobs but why don't i get a job 
what are you going to serve? What are you going to do? What, what, if that job is given to you, how are you going to say, well, I'll do anything? No, your gift is not intended to do anything. Your gift is intended to do something particular. The faster you understand your gift, the more, the faster you will begin to be relevant. You will not be looking for jobs. Jobs will begin to look for you. Ah, when you understand your gift, men begin to look for you because remember, your gift answers to a certain problem. And may I say this, you're not paid because you look cute. <laughs> you're not paid because you're tall. You're not paid because you have, you are paid because of the problem you can solve. If you're solving a certain problem, money will come your way. So money is a reward for what you're doing. Unleash your gift. Unleash your gift. Ah, I'm talking to someone. Unleash your gift. He says, do not be ignorant about your gift. Why? Because the act of your, uh, the act of you flowing in your gift is an indication of the presence of God in the midst of a people or the manifestation of God in the midst of those people. Uh, the Bible says now there are diversities of gifts. So there are gifts and they differ. There are diversities of gifts. But it is the same spirit, you know. Uh, then the Bible says that's First Corinthians uh, twelve four, First uh, Romans twelve six. It says, having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, let us use them. Let us use them. That simply means we all have different gifts. We don't have the same gift. We shouldn't have the same gift. We are not supposed to have the same gift. And the perspective of your gift is not the only perspective. There are other gifts as well. Some people get to a place where they think if you don't do it this way then you're not doing it right no the perspective of your gift is not the only perspective there are other gifts to consider in the house of God glory to God uh, let us encourage one another let us uh, uh, have faith in God let us do uh, uh, do what God wants us to do let us use these gifts to serve the house of God the Bible says in first Corinthians chapter 14 verse 1 it says pursue love or follow after love and desire spiritual gifts. So he says desire spiritual gifts. That's a strong passionate longing for as a matter of fact the bible never consider never the bible never encourages people to last over anything but when it comes to spiritual gifts that word desire it's actually a deep a deep love for a deep a deep wanting for which actually is interpreted last after spiritual gifts in other words want them that much because your breakthrough your usefulness will be seen to all when you serve with your gift am i talking to somebody Glory to God. So uh, he says, follow after love, pursue after love, desire spiritual gifts more so that you may prophesy. Why? Because gifts are tools to articulate the love of God. In other words, sometimes when God wants to reveal his love to people, he unleashes a gift. When somebody is sick and somebody who has the gift of healing comes, lays hands on that person and the person gets healed, whether gradually or instantly, the person has all reason to praise God because being sick is not natural, it's not normal, it's not comfortable. And therefore, because they've been relieved of that, they praise God and, and they, they believe, they praise God knowing that God has been so good to me he healed me so they feel loved by God because of the gift that they received am I speaking to somebody in this place and so whatever the gift is when you find somebody discouraged and you have the gift of prophecy you begin to bring encouragement to them and their countenance begins to change you bring them out of the pit of discouragement into a place where they get up and believe they begin to see that they have the ability to do it they are able to do it they begin to say I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me they begin to see that the ability to do something beyond themselves is possible because of the spiritual gift of prophecy. So they feel loved. It's a privilege. God ministered to them through that gift. Whatever your gift is, it is relevant in the house of God. It is relevant wherever you will go. It will, it will, it will be you. God will use it in different capacities. I want you to understand that. That's why the Bible says in First Peter chapter 4, and verse 10, he says, as each one of you have received a gift, so use it to serve one another as stewards of the grace of God. As each one of you has received a gift, use it to serve. The gift is not to build umarufu, glory to God. The, the gift is not to lift you up and make you proud. The gift is not to make you superior over others. The gift is to serve. It is to 
to minister. The art of serving through the gift is a forgotten art in the body of Christ today because everybody that has a gift is so lofty today that they cannot bend low to help somebody that is down there. But I want you to know that the gift was given so you can help somebody that cannot help themselves to help somebody that is down low. That means if you have a gift and you cannot stoop, you're not doing God a service. You're not doing the service of God. The gift may give you an aid to sit with some people, but the gift also requires that you go down to a people that are broken and hurting and they need the grace of God and the help of God so you can help bring restoration in their lives because God is a God of restoration. Oh, it's a God. So the gift is to help you to serve. You have no gift. You will not have a way to serve. You serve by means of your gift. That's why for you to sit and not to do anything, to become proactive, to discover your gift is a disservice to the house of God. Ah. Glory to God. So each one of you have received a gift. The gift empowers you to do what you have been called to do. The gift will enable you to serve and serve better. We need everybody to come into their position so they can stand to serve in the house of God and so they can serve better. We're not here to raise up people who are just going to sit in the pews and warm their pews and sit there and, and, and just come every Sunday, Sunday after Sunday. You just come to be preached to or to be preached at. No, you've got to grow, discover your gift so you can find a place, a gap and begin to serve there. Every time you see a gap in there, yes, you are the one seeing it. That means that your gift ministers into that place don't see a gap and say can you imagine what I saw I saw a weakness here I also saw a weakness here I also saw a weakness here you're wicked when you see a gap you see a weakness what you need to do is allow your gift to cover that that that, that weakness allow your gift to come into hand into hand and serve help somebody be better if you're not adding value to somebody making somebody's life much better you are not serving the purpose of God for your life because you see we are supposed to help the body be better and by helping the body be better we must add value to people's lives we must bring out the best in people not bring out the worst in them being negative about people does not make them better and as a matter of fact if you're negative about people you will not partake of the grace of God upon their lives that if they have a gift the day you need it it is unable to function because what you respect what you honor it, it comes to you the gift will work for you if you honor it the gift that you honor will work for you and, and, and you're not supposed to understand every gift. Some gifts may be weird in their manifestation, but it's of God. If the fruit of the Spirit is there, it's of God. You live it. If you don't understand it, it's all right. Walk away. Don't talk about it. Walk away. I don't know who I'm talking to, but I'm just talking to myself probably. The gift is powerful. No single individual in the body of Christ, however anointed they are, has all the gifts because there is diversity in distribution. That means I have mine, you have yours. Glory to God. I'm using mine, you need to use yours. Hallelujah. The gift will edify. That simply means build up. It builds. God did not give us gifts to tear each other. He gave us gifts to tear the work of the devil down. He, the gift will build up. That means if somebody needs to, build up, to be built up, that means they were down low. So if you apply your gift, they will arise. They'll come out. The reason why most of God's children in the church are afraid, they hide their weaknesses, is because they think they will be judged and not helped. But if they knew they would be helped, they would come out so that someone, I need to know that you're a liar so I can begin to tell you the truth. Uh, said I'm struggling with this I need to know that you're struggling uh, so that I can help you I, I have a certain grace that can help you come out of telling lies come out of being lustful I, I got a certain grace that can help you to mature so that you now mature when you look at a woman you don't look at her and you're lusting well, you, you begin to say this is the creation of God let me protect not 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 I don't know who I'm talking to but just talking to myself anyway 
the gift will build up. It will not tear down. Uh, there are many gifts as there are needs in the body. That means that as many as the needs there are, as many as the needs are, so are the gifts. Because a gift is given to take care of a certain problem. The Bible says in the book of Proverbs chapter 18 and verse number 16, he says, a man's gift will make room for him and bring him before great men. So whenever God is about to lift you to greatness, he manifests your gift because it is your gift that is in charge of making room. If you're tired of your little cocoon, you're tired of that little room, that little place, what you need to do is press in to discover your gift and the rest will be history because it's your gift that will make room for you. If you're complaining, oh, you know, we don't have a room, we don't, you know, that because the gift is not functioning. Allow your gift to function. Discover what your gift is. Allow it to function. So room will come as, as a, because of the measure, because of the gift that you have, people will begin to make room for you to function. The people will begin to, uh, you begin to get calls because of the gift that you have. You will not stand anywhere where you do not have the gift to stay. Your gift will cause you to stand in places that others feel uh, this is a bit dangerous but because your gift ministers to that place you will be able to go there and minister the life of God into that place. Glory to God. Your gift is the lifeline of God to, the, to those who receive it. Amen. A man's gift shall make room for him before great men. Before you, you come next near great men you've got to understand your gift. Great men are great because they understood their gift. The reason why we celebrate a man is because that man nurtured his gift, understood his gift, stayed by his gift, paid, you know, did what he needed to do to make sure that that gift is functional, stayed up a whole night praying in the Holy Ghost, stayed up a whole night reading their Bible, stayed up a whole night reading their books for, for days and for months and for years. They were committed to excellence in their gift and therefore they stayed up until that gift began to function. You're not going to function in a gift that you're not investing in i don't, don't know who i'm talking to but if you don't practice if you don't take the commitment and the diligence ah the bible says do you see a diligent man he will not stand before mere men he will stand before great men greatness awaits you if you understand your gift and its manifestation take the time to discover the gift so that you begin to grow in it take the time to go back to the giver of the gifts the first thing people do is, Pastor, I don't understand my gift. I said, neither do I. Go to Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. Go to God. Go to the giver of the gift. If you will go to the giver of the gift and say, Lord, I'm not leaving this place until you reveal your, my gift to me. I'm not leaving this place. And you say, I'm serious. In case you don't think, think I'm serious, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to throw the key out and lock the door. I'm lock the door and throw the key out and say, I am here to stay. That's why the Bible says, never cast your piles to the, to the pigs. Know what is precious to dogs. You, you have to understand what is precious. What is precious does not come cheap. Hey, you don't just cast it out. Yes, God has given it to you, but how bad do you want it? That's why he said, desire it. Put a demand on it. Do you want it? Put a demand on it. Stay there. Lord, you said it. My God, if you're not willing to do that, you're not willing to see your gift come forth. But when you're ready to see your gift come forth because you understand what your gift will do for you, there are men and women in the world right now waiting for a gift that will take care of their problem. And if that gift, that you might be that gift that could actually begin to minister to the problems of the world when your gift comes out and begins to minister to problems you will not have a problem getting visas uh, you will not have problems accessing other nations you will not have problems accessing some uh, offices you will not have problems talking to some people in the next two years watch the space you will look at Pastor Sia's contact book and it has the president in it and it has the prime minister in it and it has the gift I said the gift the gift the gift the gift it will have the the, the chief of police there it will have it will have some essential people it will have some essential people glory to God some essential people who are relevant in the country relevant in the nations because of the gift the, the, the gift people will volunteer their contacts because of the gift they tell you this person 
does not just give out their contact. And then they meet Pastor C and they say, please take my number. Take my number. And that's the gift. That's the gift. The Bible says in the day of your power, your troops shall be willing. They will be willing because of the gift that you carry. People will be willing to volunteer. They will be willing to, to listen to you. They will be willing. Money will follow the gift. Glory to God. I'm trying to finish. I'm trying to finish. Oh, a man's gift shall make room. It is, it is, it is, it is, it is not in order for you to stay in the same small room, same small spiritual room, same small physical room. You, you, you started in that hostel and you got a house. The house still looks like your hostel. My God, come out of it in Jesus name. The gift will help you. The gift will give you a key to operate in places. It will begin to increase your room. It will be... The, God of glory. Oh, I'm speaking to somebody in this place because some of you have been wondering, what's the secret of my breakthrough? The gift, the gift. What, 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 what's the secret of greatness? The gift, the gift, the gift. How can I break through to this? How can I, how can I do the, 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 their contacts? You can ask me for and I won't give them to you because of the sensitivity of the people that I'm working with. So if you ask me for it and I say, I, no, I, no, I'd rather not give it to you. Understand, because, because of the sensitivity of these people, I cannot give you their contact addresses unless they find you functioning, then they connect to you and they say, take my car. Take my car. Hallelujah, glory to God. It is our understanding that as our, our, our understanding of the gift matures, our appreciation for members of the body grows. You begin to appreciate other people because of the gift that they have. You begin to thank God for them and say, I thank God for brother Ian. I thank God for brother so-and-so. I thank God for so-and-so because of the gift that they have. We begin to appreciate ourselves because we're beginning to see manifestation of different gifts. We need these gifts in order for us to learn to appreciate ourselves. You want to be appreciated and there's no service you're offering. You're just joking. Our spiritual gifts, it reminds us of our need for each other. Nobody has it all. We need each other. Glory to God. It reminds us that our needs can be met. People who have a gift of giving, that's a gift. That's a gift in the body of Christ. They can identify gifts. They can identify who has a need. They'll just walk up to you and say, I feel like. I remember we had a sister here. And she thought to herself, ah, she was going through some troubles. So, you know, when people are going through troubles, she said, ah, I'm tired of church. I'm tired of this place. I'm tired. I'm just leaving. She left. And, and she was doing that because she needed school fees for her daughter. Because she was a single mother. And somebody from the church saw her leaving and ran after her and said, hey, wait, 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 where are you going? And she had decided that would be the last day, her last day at church. And this person just ran after her and said, God just told me to give you some money. I think you need it. And he gave her 1.4 million shillings. She just repented. That's right in this house. She just repented. And that was enough to take care of the school fees she was crying for. I mean, there are things that have happened in this place. If some of them don't want to testify, but let me testify on their behalf. Somebody here received a gift worth, worth 33 million shillings from a member. They're not ready. They're not ready. Uh, they, they didn't testify, but I've just testified on their behalf. Spiritual gifts are given for us to unite the body, not to divide it. To unite it. Glory to God. The Holy Spirit builds unity within the body. That, that's why the Bible says that First uh, Corinthians 12, 11, it says, The eye cannot say to the hands, I don't need you. Neither can the head say to the feet, I don't need you. Because 
for the body to work perfectly, the, you need the eyes, you need the ears, you need the nose, you need the lips, you need you need the head, you need the, the hands, you need the feet. Somebody's a, uh, somebody's a, is is the hands, somebody's the feet. And so when you find yourself getting tired, don't say, "How come they, it's always me they're sending?" Of course you're the feet. So so <laughs> you gotta do the walking, man. You gotta do the walking. You gotta, you gotta do the walking. How, how come it's all it's always my hands it's always me giving yeah you're the hands you're the hands you gotta understand it i'm not the hands i'm i'm not the hands i'm something else i'm something else so 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 you know you you go back to god to refresh you glory to god how come i'm the only one always doing the talking you're the mouth you're the mouth understand that you're the mouth you know they always want me to see. What, what now? They always want me. What do you see? Why you always ask me what I see? You're the eyes. You understand it? Did you hear that? Hear what? Hear what? Then that's not the ear. You know it. The ear is somewhere else. So we are all different parts so that the body can function well. Somewhere, somehow, you're some part, some there. And we need you. We need what you have. Don't look at yourself and feel like an Englishman drinking tea. So I don't think. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're spiritual men. Amen. The Bible says in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3, it says, according to his divine power, 2 Peter 1, 3, according to his divine power, he has given unto us all things that pertain to life and to godliness, that through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue. Wherefore, given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these we might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption in this world through lust. According to his divine power, it is according to his divine power. It is according to his divine power. He has given unto us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Your gift is part of all things. Your gift is part of all things that he has given unto us. Glory to God. He has given us all things that, he has, to, that pertain to life and to godliness everything that brings that gives god the glory and reveals his goodness see the gifts are part of what we need to accomplish god's plan in our lives without the gifts god's plan will not be complete glory to god you were put here on earth to help someone else add value to their lives, enrich their lives by your gift. Your gift will help you make an impact. There cannot be an impact if there is no understanding of your gift. This is why I'm, I'm here to present this to you so that you can get serious about building your gift and finding your gift and discovering it. You find it on your knees. Find your gift on your knees. Then you will serve while you're standing. Glory to God. Your gift is given to you to glorify God, not for your own personal gratification or fame. Many people have turned the gift for their own personal gratification and for, for their own. So now some people, are, are, they, you know, they think they're more than others because of their gift. But no, that's not what the Bible says. That's not what the Bible says. Let us look at Romans chapter 12, verse 3 to 8. Romans 12, Romans 12, verse 3 to 8, Romans 12, 3 to 8. For I say through the, through the grace given unto me, through the, through the, through the charis, the charisma given unto me, to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself, to everyone who is among you, everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly. As God has dealt to each one the measure of faith. For as we have many members in one body, but all the members do not have the same function. Keep going. Verse number six. So, so, so we being many are one body in Christ and individual members of one another. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given unto us, let us use them, let us use them, let us use them, not misuse them, use them. 
if prophecy, let us prophesy in proportion to our faith. You can prophesy. All of you can prophesy. And you can start from somewhere. The simple act of encouraging someone is an act of prophecy. That's where you should begin. Begin to encourage people. Tell them God is with you. God is going to do great things in your life. You're going to be strong in the Lord. You will stand. That's encouragement. In begin to encourage people. Before you begin to see deep things, begin from where you are. Begin from the simple places. Are we talking? Are we together? Your gift will help you make impact. Every man that ever made impact and left a legacy, it was, it was because of his gift. Why do we know Isaiah? Because he was a prophet. Why do we know Ezekiel? Because he was a prophet. Why do we know Peter? Because he was an apostle. Why do we know Paul? Because he was an apostle. You would have no idea or clue of these people if they never embraced their gift. Why do we know Jesus? It's because of their gift. By the way, Jesus did not serve as the son of God. Jesus served as the son of man. He was the son of God, but when he came to the gifts, he served as the son of man. Son of God, but when he came to the gifts, he served as the son of man. To be an example that what he did, you can do. That's why uh, uh, John chapter 12, 14, is it? Chapter 14, verse 12. He says, um, uh, it, it, the things that I did, you shall do also. If you believe in me, the things that I did, you shall do also. And greater things than these shall you do in my name. Now, if we only did what Jesus did, we'd be, we'd be fine. We'd be all right. If this church only grew to do the things that Jesus did, we'd be fine. But imagine he said greater things, greater things, greater things than these shall you do. Now, if we haven't even reached <laughs> the level of doing what Jesus did, how shall we get to the greater things? So it is time for us to get to do what Jesus did. Serve the way Jesus served. Jesus said, I did not come to be served. I came to serve. That's the attitude you're to have. Your gift is given to you to glorify God, not your personal gratification or fame. God's working is to build the church and he will use the gift he has given you to accomplish it. When God wants to build the church, he will use your gift in the different capacities that he has given you. For as much as you are zealous, the Bible says, 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 12, for as much as you are zealous for spiritual gifts, seek that you may exhale to the edifying of the church. That you may have excellence in edifying the church, in building the church. Because God's concern is for the church. Believers are encouraged when the gift functions. And non-believers come face to face with the reality of the living God. And they will give their lives to the Lord. You know, as this displays the power of God, the wisdom of God, the love of God through his people. If you, want, if you want us to keep growing even growing faster, each one of you begin to use your gift in the respective offices that you are. People will begin to ask you, where do you go to church? Who is your pastor? They want to come to your church. They want to join that place. They will meet Jesus. They will meet Jesus right where you are. You minister to them. They will meet Jesus. They will come to church. They will grow and they will begin to impact their world as well. This place is a factory of building people who are supposed to impact their generation. This is not a place where we just bring people to sit. No. You are all supposed to be influencers. Learn to influence so you influence others for the sake of God. And that's why God will plant you in different places. Some of you don't know why God planted you where you are. God planted you in the place you are. Known to us or unknown to us. God planted you in the place you are to serve him. Yes. With your gift. Hello. Hello. Understand that you're there to serve the purpose of God in that place you are. Amen. Amen. Be zealous for the gift and seek that you may exhale to edifying the church. But you'll be encouraged, you know. One of the best ways, people say, okay, how can I understand my gift? One of the best ways to discover your gift is to be committed to the local church. Find the local church to be committed to. 
Because you're here today, I will assume that this is the place you're committed to, if indeed you are. If you're not, I would like you to consider. Because you must be committed somewhere for your gift to learn to function. Do you know some of the greatest people that you have out there that today no longer want to acknowledge the, the church or the body of Christ? They learned to function from the church. The church has raised up gifts, just that many of them didn't have the character to stay. The church has nurtured some of the best singers, not bongo flavor, the church. But then they go and compromise. Now with your gift, don't compromise. Over the years, I have seen sons and daughters that came in. They came in, you could pity them. They looked like they needed help. And I was there to attend to them, help them, teach them how to pray, teach them how to discover who they are. When they discovered who they are, they turned and they walked out. They forgot what the Lord did for them. Even when you become a Joseph and you are elevated to the palace, don't you ever forget that there was a Potiphar who identified the gift in you and helped you pull it out. Don't forget the jailer who gave you the place to serve and you serve there. When we tell the, the story of Joseph, we don't talk about Potiphar and the jailer. But remember, they gave you an opportunity to serve. The beauty of the local church is that you have a place to apply your gift because in the local church, there is always a need and there is always a gap and there is always room to serve. Yes. Don't choose where you serve. Don't say that's too difficult. No, find a place where your gift will help and there serve. You'll begin to grow over time and that gift will soon be packaged for the rest of the world to see. But it must begin in the house. Yes, I said it must begin in the house. Stay humble. God will elevate you because God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. Hello? Amen. The best way for you to discover your spiritual gift is in the local church because there are many places to serve in the local church. For as long as the church is growing, there will always be a gap somewhere. And somebody is anointed, appointed, ordained, endowed to help step into that place. When a local church keeps looking only to their pastor, I told I told people I, I said I'm not I'm I'm not the I'm not the most high pastor. I'm, I'm not that kind of guy who just wants to build and and you say see he's I'm the only one who can preach. I'm the only one who can prophesy. I'm the only one who can. I I want every member of you here is supposed to be equipped to do the work of God. Every one of you here is supposed to do what we can do in case a day comes and there is no somebody you step in there. When, if you're a leader, when Pastor Sia or the pastors are not there, you bring order to the place. Hello? Hello. Glory to God. Imagine if Pastor Fred did not work to see that somebody else grows up to become a pastor seer. Do you know how much you'd have missed? You'd miss all the fun, all the laughing, all the free comedy. <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. So the best way to serve is to start in the house. Amen. Start right here, right today. Start in the house. Find something to do in the house. Glory to God. Uh, ask you a few questions and we'll be, I'll be out of your way. What is your passion or what are your passions? What are the things you're passionate about? Are you passionate about anything at all? Because it is impossible for you to not be passionate about anything. There has to be something that pulls you. You feel like, oh my God, when you see Pastor Sia preaching, you, you, you feel a pull. You, you can tell, stand up, you can tell that every time she sees Pastor Sia preaching, there is a pull because when you, when you hear her preaching, you can think Pastor Sia is in the house. I don't know if you've noticed that. When you hear her preach, you, you, you think Pastor Sia is in the house. The, the, there was a time I was, I was out there and I said, did Pastor Sia come? And it was this lady just doing her thing here. That, that's a pull. That's, something is pulling her. Something, something makes her go to this woman. There is something deep calleth unto the deep. 
something deep inside here is speaking to something deep inside there. Glory to God. Uh, do you understand what I'm saying? The, the, the passion that you have, please sit down. The passion that you have begins to pull you to a certain place. Pull you. You, you stop to listen to someone. He's speaking sense. Oh, wow. This Pastor Fred speaks sense. Something is pulling. Something is pulling. The wisdom in me is speaking to the wisdom in you. And you want to speak the same way. Something is pulling. Something is pulling. It, it, it pulls, you know. You, you begin to have a passion. Over, I asked a lady, and she's a medical doctor right now. And she was in her second year of, of, of uni. And I asked her, I said, why, don't you, why do you want to be a doctor? She said, I can't think of being anything else except a doctor. Have you gotten to that place where you can't think of being anything else except this? Every time you think about that thing, you, 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 you go off into a world. You know, I, I used to be, I used to be, I used to be praying in my room, but I would escape the, the smallness of my room and I would be in conferences. I was only a student, small guy. I would be in conferences, seeing myself prophesying and, and talking to people and, uh, and, and preaching to them and ministering life to them. I would be in my, in, in my, in my mind's eye, I will have traveled. I am somewhere. A lot of time people would find me and say, we saw you on the street and you seem to be talking to yourself. I enjoyed because I am not there. I'm not on the street. I have traveled. I am somewhere, some part of the world preaching the word of God. Just, just there. You see a body moving, but I've traveled. I've traveled. I've traveled. It's the gift pulling. It's pulling me to a certain people, pulling me to a certain place that when I begin to pray, I have that in mind. I begin to pray for them. I begin to pray. I pray that Lord, you will raise up so and so. I don't yet know them, but I begin to pray for them because I can see in my mind's eye. I see the women being raised. I see the men being raised. I see the people growing up. Something is pulling. What's your passion? What's your passion? What's your passion? Do, do you see people suffering and you feel, you feel like you're broken into pieces and you feel like if I could only help, if I, if I could only help and you step out with your 2,000 shillings and you begin to help and you go to the orphanage and you only have 1,000. It was, it was the 500 to take you and the 500 to bring you back and you took a few pieces of clothes. Something is pulling. What's pulling you? What's your passion? What's driving you? Are you a teacher? Something begins to pull you to the books. You read this book, you read that book, you read that book, you read that book you read the books until you know you're surrounded by books until the only people you relate to are the ones in the books i understand that because there are times it was so lonely i would be reading my bible and i loved it because i would be chilling out on the beach with matthew uh, and and andrew and jesus and 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 I'm, I'm right there right there with them right there with them right there pool it's a pool what's the pool what's the pool What's that thing that just causes you not to sleep, not to rest? You, you stay up and say, God, if you can only do this, our world will be a better world. God, if you can only do this, something significant will happen. God, if you can only do this, our country will be a better country. God, if you can only do this, our church will be a better church. Something has got to pull you. What is that that is pulling you? What's pulling you? Something has got to be pulling Come on, you can't be serious. You can't just be pulled by every beautiful scat you see and every, every muscle you see. No, no, that's the wrong pull. You've got to be pulled by some eternal things, some things that have purpose to them. Except, of course, if you're ready to get married, you're allowed to pursue one until you get one by the grace of God. Glory to God. What is pulling you? What's your passion? What drives you crazy? What gives you sleepless nights? You think about it and you can't rest. You're like, God, you know, God, God. You just, that something is speaking to you, talking to you. Something, when, when, when I see people who need miracles, my heart goes out to them because I just want them to have a miracle. I just want that lame guy to walk, the deaf to, 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 to hear, the blind to see. I just want that. I, it pulls me. It makes me cry. It makes me go down to pray and say, God, if you can only do it, please do it. Remember, God, something is pulling. What's pulling you? Something has got to be pulling. Something has got to be pulling. What moves your heart? 
you look at something and your heart is moved. You're thinking, I, I think I need to step here. If, if there is no member of parliament, I think I need to be the one. What's pulling you? What's moving you? Are you being pulled to be a leader? Are you being, what, what, what's pulling you? If you are, if you want to study medicine and you're not pulled when you see a sick person, forget about it. You probably have the brain for it, but you don't have the heart for it. There's no compassion. And you'll become a doctor with honors who has no heart for medicine. You despise everything you see because you have the brain for it, but no heart for it, no compassion. So there's nothing you have to give. When you give you, you give it roughly. You're too rough. Something has to grip your heart. To the point, this is it. I can't think about anything else. What do you enjoy doing? What do you just think about and you're like, you know what? I can just do it for the rest of my life. Yeah? Glory to God. Watch YouTube. Watch YouTube for the whole day. Oh, God have mercy on you. God have mercy on you. You see the guys who are, you're watching on YouTube? Those are the guys who develop their gifts. Huh? That's why somebody said to the ladies, if you fall in love with a man who has no vision, you will next, you will begin to see the man, you begin to watch the man who has a vision on your television. So if, when you're ready, ask the man, what's your vision? What's your vision? Then don't allow him to say, my vision, I clearly see with my eyes, it's you. <laughs> That's a shallow vision. That's a shallow vision. Glory to God. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. What do you enjoy doing? What do you enjoy doing? Hallelujah. What do you enjoy doing? Is there something you just enjoy to? You know, I enjoy preaching and teaching and prophesying to the point that I can do I can do that without a congregation, without a cheerleader, without anything, without I can just do it. I go to my room when the anointing falls and I just preach to myself. Just just get my Bible and get myself a text and say, now today we're going to be studying about the power of God. It's about to fall in this place. It's about to get hot in this place. You're about to see the glory of God falling. Something is going to happen in your life that has never happened before. Can somebody shout hallelujah? I'm alone in my room. I'm, I'm just alone in my room. I'm just alone in my room. And I begin to say, you lady in blue, stand up because I begin to see God elevating you. I see God doing, doing a great work in your life. What, what, you, you, your name is Abigail, right? What's your name? Your name is Abigail, right? Yeah. I'm just in my room. Just in my room. By the time I preached my first sermon, two people, I, I had preached many, 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 many sermons before that. I had prophesied many prophecies. I prophesied to trees and spoke to them and said, you shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of waters whose leaves shall not wither and shall bear forth fruit in due season. You know, I, 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 I have prophesied to trees, man. I prophesied to trees. Can you imagine if I can prophesy to trees? Do you know how much I mean, desire spiritual gifts more so that you may prophesy? Yeah. I, man, when I dream and sleep, I, I just have dreams of me speaking in places, ministering before the, the invitations began to come. Thank you for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe and share the message to your family and friends. Follow us on our social media at Kingstar Church.